more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One Podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, uh, middle of the year, um, a couple of months ago, the FBI released a bunch of data um, saying that hate crimes in America rose by 17% in the year 2017 compared with the previous year, 2016. Um, this marked the third straight year that uh, reported hate crimes uh, was on the rise, um, most of the offenses were commonly motivated by uh, hatred over race, ethnicity, and cis- ancestry. Um, a full fifth of the offenses were motivated over hatred over religion. Um, sexual orientation and gender identity hatred were also listed as biases of motivating criminal acts. Um, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. But the questions do arise. Are hate crimes on the rise or are more being reported? Are categorizations changing and therefore things like that would have been vandalism at one point is now a hate crime? There's a lot of moving parts, I think, in this. Any FBI study has a lot of moving parts. Um, In addition, you know, how many agencies are participating in the voluntary program of reporting crimes? Has that changed? I don't know that we know all of I don't know that we know all of what we don't know. You know know what I mean? Right. Totally. And I think you're correct in your assumption that the. The numbers are not being reported. If anything, we're seeing incremental releases of information that um, give you the impression that hate crime is jumping when, in fact, um, I think in 2016, the FBI UCR estimated that that something like 88% of agencies that reported crime uh, in the Uniform Crime Reports did not report hate crimes. And does that mean there are no hate crimes happening? Well, that's not necessarily true. So we have we have our federal hate crime um, definitions and the ability to file hate crime charges as a federal offense. And then you have uh, states that have their own individual uh, hate crimes um, definitions, uh, who they recognize as a victim, and training for police officers. Now, uh, probably half the states... Um, differ in how they train police officers. Some don't train to look for hate crimes. So if you don't uh, train your officers in the criteria of what a hate crime is and how to investigate it, how successful and effective do you think you're going to be when you ask those cops to make hate crime reports? Mm -hmm. So in other words, uh, somebody kicks you, knocks you down, takes your wallet and walks off. That's a robbery. It's clearly a robbery. When they stand over your body and call you the racial or ethnic slur or refer to your religion or your gender or what you're wearing uh, as they put the boots to you and repeat these epithets over over and over, then you've got a hate crime. Mm -hmm. And not every state recognizes that. So uh, 
the, the states with the largest numbers are the states with the largest populations. California being number one, New York being right up there. Washington D.C. has a lot of LGBT crimes against. Yeah, and if you if you take take it into per capita numbers, they're still pretty high in those states. Um, but how is it that some states report zero or single digits? Yeah, uh, that seems implausible. I have a question to which I don't know the answer. And so that we're taking a little bit of a podcast gamble here. But the 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 those crimes reported to the FBI, are those are those convictions? Are is that cuz there's a lot of crimes that happen and we've mentioned this in previous podcasts where the the offender takes a plea and the plea doesn't involve potentially the hate crime portion of the crime. And you know just in order to get a conviction of any kind the prosecutor will potentially stri- you know, leave the hate crime piece off the table. So I don't know if that's a factor in whether or not hate crimes are underreported by some states or not reported by certain jurisdictions. I just, I think, again, to repeat myself, we don't know what we don't know. And there's, there's so m- many things that happen in the country that go completely unreported, yeah. not only to the FBI, right. but to the local police. Right. So, I mean, there's, you know... So and so down the street at the synagogue, they just keep going out and repainting that wall. Right. And it's just part of their day. Right. And it's a terrible, terrible crime that's happening to them, but they don't even report it. Right. So there's all kinds of, I think that to your point earlier, I think that if anything, not only are hate crimes on the rise incrementally, but I think that there's so many that we just don't know about. Yeah. Um, I want to also maybe ask there's two factors here that maybe have led to some perceptions of it, an increase of more than 17%. And that's the media. And a lot more reporting is happening now on, on hate crimes of people, you know, gay and lesbians or what have you, that was never reported 20 years ago. Uh, those crimes did exist back then. <laughs> they sure did. Right. But they weren't reported on television. And then there's social media. And there's a, so much hate and vitriol. And, you know, people are frothing themselves up with this awful, you know, hate that I wonder if that has had an impact on A, maybe leading those people who would ordinarily not be violent to be violent, and B, to kind of make it, finger quotes in the air, okay if something like that happens. Because you're sitting there, a keyboard warrior, and you're seeing something, and you you say something evil or mean, and it influences someone to do something, and then you go, hey, that's okay. Yeah. And I, 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 I again... We don't. We can't quantify these things, but I think that they're factors. Yeah, and I, you touched on in criminal justice research. We call it the dark figure of crime. The dark figure mm-hmm. of crime is unreported crime, and for whatever reason, people do not report crime uh, from from the old bike that you were going to throw away that got stolen from in front of your house. No, it was in my garage. <laughs> it wasn't an old <laughs> bike, I know, but. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, something, you know, inconsequential that is going to take more effort and time to report than you really feel uh, that that's going to be worth it to uh, rapes on campuses that are maybe reported in estimates at, you know, only a quarter of the time or less. Mm-hmm. So the, the dark figure crime looms over all categories of crime. Uh, the FBI Uniform Crime Statistics, uh, the the reports, they break down crime into part one crime and part two crime. And if you look at it, 
it seems that part crime are those crimes that were, are more likely to be reported. Serious assaults, homicide, rape. And then of all these pro, uh, personal crimes, you'll see uh, auto theft. And you're like, what? Auto theft? Why is that a part one crime? It's In some cities, it's treated as a major misdemeanor. But these are crimes likely to be reported with some degree of accuracy because you can be remunerated if you report your car and your insurance company pays for it. Mm -hmm. Or you want to report it whether you have insurance or not, because if it turns up doing something bad, you want to make sure... You weren't in it. (laughs) (laughs) And that Johnny Law knows you reported it before you get that phone call uh, in the middle of the night saying, hey, were you at an ATM earlier tonight? Uh, Because there's one tied to the back of your car. Uh, So things like that. So... Yeah, uh, but I think you're right. I think the the heightened awareness is uh, it may have spurred some of the uh, the new spurred some of the new reports. Uh, we've seen, you know, the high profile demonstrations. You've got diametrically opposed groups. Um, there are hate crimes that you can see happen on the nightly news, and you wonder if those are being reported. Yeah, and uh, and. The nightly news is one thing, but there's so... I also lump in entertainment media. Yeah. You know, there's... I don't watch any of this garbage, and it is garbage. There's so many shows on television that I don't want to say glorify, but at least maybe allow for some really heinous behavior. Um, You know, there's motorcycle gang shows, and there's drug dealer gang shows, and all kinds of stuff that seems to... Again, it kind of glorifies or glamorizes criminal behavior and I think that there are sometimes people who will watch something like that or play awful video games and a hateful person who would ordinarily not be violent might be pushed towards violence Um, and I think that we have to take into account holistically how people are being affected by the things that they're bombarded by all the time so I don't know I think that's just one of the factors Um, what are your age what is your agency doing in, in regards to hate crimes. Are you seeing a lot of them? Or are you seeing none of them? You know, where do you fall on the spectrum here on the uh, UCR report from earlier this year? Send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening. <laughs> <laughs>